Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. News, notes, and nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Blues Insider from The Athletic is Jeremy Rutherford, who joins us on the Celebrity Line right now here on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. How you guys doing? We're doing great, and uh, we're intrigued because the name Pavel Buchnevich keeps coming up in trade rumors, whether it's national or in The Athletic or here at 101 ESPN. And you have a piece up at uh, The Athletic about what you're hearing about Pavel Buchnevich. If you can give us the 30-second the to 60-second to capsule about what you're hearing, what, what's your big takeaway? Yeah, I think this is what I, why I wanted to address this, because there is so much uh, talk about it. And, and Blues fans might be saying, Pavel Buchnevich, why would you want to trade him? I don't think the Blues, Doug Armstrong, anybody expected to be in this type of situation with Buchnevich. But here's the takeaway. Randy, the Blues are obviously in a retool. Pavel Buchnevich has one more year left on his contract. He'll be 30 when he signs his uh, when he starts his next contract. It could be an eight times eight. Are we looking at a situation where you'd want to give a contract to a guy, you know, into his late 30s? And in the meantime, the market is lean for wingers. So you're looking at a situation where Jake Gensel, who's hurt by the way with the Pittsburgh Penguins, is the top winger available at the trade deadline a guy like Pavel Buchnevich is next could the Blues get a first rounder could they get two first rounders I think that's why Doug Armstrong has to listen to anything even if he decides not to trade Pavel Buchnevich wow yeah that is the situation that they're in right now so Jeremy just at this moment currently do you see the Blues being buyer sellers or just standing pat at the deadline well, the way I see it, and we can talk about these last few games before the March 8th trade deadline, Brooke, but I think Doug Armstrong knows he, he's got a re- real good handle for what type of team he's got every single year and where they're at heading into the deadline. And I think he knows that this isn't a team that's going to go a few rounds in the playoffs. And I think that he needs to, and he probably realizes, stick to uh, his original plan with the retool yet to be competitive uh, during it. So you've got some unrestricted free agents. We've talked about them, Scandella, Sunquist. Kapanen, those guys, you know, is it worth it to move them for a draft pick, fourth or fifth round, and then potentially miss the playoffs? I think that's probably a reason why you'd hang on to those guys. And then these guys with term, like Buchnevich, you know, those are bigger picture questions that would have to be addressed individually. But I could see him standing pat and maybe, maybe, maybe trying to add a middle sticks forward heading into the deadline. Okay, JR, Bolduc uh, makes his debut tonight. The Blues need more secondary scoring. It really has been the top line and Jake Neighbors. They need more than that. So how about your expectations for this young man who will get a little run here with the Blues? Yeah, it's going to be fun. First, Danny, i got to tell you, I said, hey, did your folks, do they have enough time? Did they get enough warning to be able to make it into St. Louis for your debut? And he said, actually, they left yesterday for Mexico. So there's going to be one TV in Mexico tonight that has the Blues game on <laughs> against the Pittsburgh Islanders. Uh, but, you know, I think this is a, a pretty strong statement. First of all, they wanted to keep Bolduc in Springfield the entire season. I think it's a change of plan uh, to bring him up. But they need it. They need some five-on-five scoring. And this is a statement, I think, to the rest of the team, the rest of the offense, uh, that they're putting him in the top six. He's going to play on a line with Jake Neighbors and Braden Shen tonight. 
on that right side playing right wing. So the offensive numbers haven't been great for Bull Duke in Springfield this year, uh, but he's playing better at, of late. He really wanted to focus on that defensive game. He said it's gotten better. Uh, we'll get a look at him, our first look tonight. Hey, JR, I, I want to go back to Butchnevich for one moment uh, with a couple of things. Number one, does he have a no trade? And number two, do the Blues need or could they use his salary cap space by moving him? Yeah, so he does have a modified no-trade clause. It's a 12-team no-trade list. They turn that in uh, to the Blues, so the Blues are aware that the 12 teams that he cannot go to. And sure, yeah, so he's got a $5.8 million salary cap hit this year and next. Obviously, as it gets later into the year, you know, it's it's less for uh, uh, opposing clubs to take on. But for contenders, usually you're up against the cap as it is. It'll be tough to uh, sneak in his $5.8 million into another team's salary unless they're sending – players back uh, or if Doug Armstrong were by chance retaining but I can't picture in a million years that uh, they'd be retaining salary so yes the Blues would get uh, some some salary cap space by trading him but uh, I can't see that they would be uh, using it this year if they've kind of folded their cards by trading Pavel Buchnevich. JR, I know that you've been busy following everything with the trade deadline, but I saw that you're also working on a fun story where you were following Robert Thomas's family. Was there anything interesting? I know that I'm sure that story's coming out soon. Is there in- anything interesting that you got from that? Yeah, it was a great trip. Uh, first of all, uh, what, a, what a great family. Uh, Scott and Deb, uh, I took a train from... Toronto to Aurora. It's about 45 minutes away, and there's uh, Scott in his uh, black Ford 150 truck picking you up. And you know, he he sent a text that said, uh, "Hey, what do you want for dinner?" And sent like three or four options. It says on Robert Thomas's Wikipedia page, and you guys should ask him this next time you have him on his regular show uh, that his dad's a, a chef, and I'll vouch for that. Although Scott said that that's wrong, and they should take that off of Wikipedia mm. that uh, the dad's a chef. But uh, just hanging out with them for about three hours in their kitchen. Uh, talking to them, so many stories. And the one that sticks out, uh, Brooke, to me is that uh, Robert Thomas had a choice to go to college or go to junior hockey. And his mom and dad told him to weigh the pros and cons. And go. he went upstairs into his room, took a piece of paper, jotted down some pros and cons, and he came downstairs and he looked at his mom and dad and he said, I want to go to junior hockey. I can do this. I can make it. And they said, okay, Robert, we're going to give you that chance. And, of course, he went on and won a Memorial Cup and then a World Junior Championship and then a Stanley Cup with the Blues. So Robert Thomas, a determined young guy, and that's the, the piece that I hope to uh, convey in the article when it comes out after the trade deadline. All right, JR, I, I want to go back to the cooking here because Robert does tell us that when his parents come to town, his dad generally does the cooking. W- was it chef quality food that you ate? Oh, it was unbelievable. First of all, the options. He said, Do you want the veal marsala? Do you want the chicken parm? I figured being a big guy, I can't vote for the chicken parm, right? So uh, <laughs> he said, uh, He said, What about this uh, marry me chicken? So I Googled it. You guys, if you're, if you're not familiar with it, I think it's a dish where you know somebody makes it for you. Uh, you want to marry him? It's so good. And it was. But I told him he looked like Rachel Ray over at the uh, stove, just flipping pans and stuff's flying in the air and, you know, landing in the uh, in the dish. And it was super quality. And I'll tell you this, uh, if I haven't already, his mom is famous for her chocolate chip cookies. Everybody knows about them. She brings them to St. Louis when she comes here. When he won the Stanley Cup, he had a uh, all, the sta- all the chocolate chip cookies in the Stanley Cup. And uh, he said that Keith and Chantel Kachuk, very familiar with the cookies, they love them. So we took a picture of myself and Deb Thomas eating one of the cookies, and we sent it to uh, Keith and Chantel. And Keith, of course, replied, 
JR, lay off the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, JR, eight games left before the trade deadline. I want to go back to it just for a moment. I'm going to throw some names out to you. Casperi Kapanen, Marco Scandella. Um, how about an Oscar Sundquist? Do you think these guys could be on the move? And what would you fetch for them if uh, you're the St. Louis Blues? Yeah, I suppose, Dan, that if you you know if there's any interest around the league, which I think there could be in Scandella, and people might question that, but he's played pretty well. But also teams are looking for a seventh, eighth defenseman if, if they've already got their top six uh, heading into the playoffs. You need to be deep in that area. So to me, he's the guy that's most intriguing, but still it's a mid-round uh, draft pick. Capping in the offense just hasn't been there. 15 points this season, I can't see unless the team's really looking for some depth that they'd want to bring him in. Again, that's a flyer draft pick. Um, and, and Sunquist, I'd sort of be, and I haven't heard this from anybody, but I'd be surprised if the Blues didn't try to bring him back. He loves it here. He's a great player. He can help you during this retool. He's cheap. He's inexpensive. And uh, you could re-sign him and bring him back to be uh, on your fourth line next year. And I know that uh, that Justin Falk was skating. Any indication at all, JR, as to how long Justin Falk is going to be out? No, that's a bit of a, a mystery there because, uh, you know, it was just a week or so ago that Drew Bannister said he wasn't close. Then he goes on LTIR, but he's already served his time and, and games played on the LTIR, so he's able to come off at any point. But still, once he got that designation, you didn't expect to uh, see him on the ice the next day. He did skate yesterday, but afterwards, uh, Drew Bannister said what he said recently. He said that I don't think uh, he's close to playing here. So um, he looked pretty good on the ice. He was moving around pretty good, but uh, I think they're going to continue to practice him and see where it goes. Jeremy Rutherford, we love your work at The Athletic. Thanks for the piece on Pavel Buchnevich. We advise everybody to read that and the Robert Thomas family piece coming up. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good weekend, guys. You too. That's Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider from The Athletic on 101 ESPN.